Now you hired a virtual assistant or maybe you want to get someone on board and now the question on your mind is, do I need to have a contract with that person? And if so, what information do I include in this agreement? Hi, I'm Valentina Brega. I'm your host for this show, Built with VAs. This is a show where we discuss how to grow and how to scale your business with the help of virtual assistants. And in today's episode, I want to address how to write the contract with your virtual assistant so you're both on the same page, so it clears a lot of confusion and so that this relationship can grow and thrive. So if you're ready to dive right into that, let's get to it. And before we talk about what to include in the contract, let's address one of the main questions. Do you even need a contract with a virtual assistant? The short answer is no, you don't but I highly encourage you to have one. Let me explain. You don't need one because legally it's not a very binding document. If you are in the US and I'm in the US right now, the same laws do not apply somewhere else. If you're in a different country, I'm not sure. Obviously, if if anything related to laws, talk to an attorney. I am not an attorney. I'm not licensed to give any kind of advice, but talk to your attorney and find out to what extent do the laws in your country apply somewhere else. As far as my knowledge goes, and as far as my experience goes, the contract that you're signing with your virtual assistant, since they are not U.S. residents or they're not U.S. citizens, the laws don't really apply somewhere else. If you have to sue someone, you'd have to track them down across the world, and then you'd have to know the laws of their specific countries, and it's just a huge headache. So legally speaking, you don't need to have a contract with your international virtual assistants. However, I am very much in favor of one because when you have something in writing, it shows that you are a legitimate business, that you have put thought into this relationship with your virtual assistant, that you want this relationship to grow, that you can see how this person can fit into your company and take you to the next level. And it provides a lot of clarity for your virtual assistant as well. They know exactly what you expect of them. The terms are clear. They feel very comfortable working with you because you show that you put effort into this relationship. I used to be a virtual assistant as well, and now I'm a business owner. So I can talk from both perspectives. When I was a virtual assistant and when I received a contract, I read every single word, every single line. I knew what I was signing. And I would feel much more skeptical if a company said, oh, we don't need to sign anything. I would feel less protected maybe as a virtual assistant. So a contract, even though it's not legally binding, it shows still a, a good intent and it protects both you and the VA and it says the expectations. So I'm all in favor for having one. And I'm going to show you exactly what including that contract so both you and the VA are protected. Now, the second question that a lot of people have is, can I just write my own contract or do I need to go to an attorney? Answer to that is you can write your own. You don't have to go through an attorney. It can be a simple form. It can be just, you know, free flowing. Just lay out the expectations, lay out what you want from the VA and what you can give in return. And you don't have to go through an attorney. You can write your own. But to make it easier for you, I'm actually leaving here a template that we use in our company and it has all the details and everything. Feel free to modify it. Feel free to change it to what you need for your business. But this is going to be so much easier for you. We put a lot of effort, a lot of thought, a lot of brain power into making sure we're not missing anything. So it's just super easy for you. Just grab the template and use it to the best of your needs. So we agree that sometimes a contract can be intimidating, but it has good intent. We know it can protect you, it can protect the VAs, 
and it is is establishes a solid foundation of this relationship. So with that being said, let's get straight to the core of this episode, which is what exactly you include in the template. I'm going to open the template here. I'm going to go step by step of what we have in our template and what you can see in the template when you download it. So we start with the scope of work. When I like to work with a VA, I like to let them know exactly what I expect from them. So the scope of work or the deliverables. And here I like to be very specific. Don't be vague because when you are vague, it leaves a lot of room for interpretation. What do I mean by that? I mean, let's say you need somebody to help you with bookkeeping tasks or accounting tasks. And if you just put something like, I need help with, or, you know, the VA will help with bookkeeping tasks. In your mind, you might be thinking about helping you with taxes. The VA might interpret that as just organizing some files and receipts. So there's a lot of different ways of thinking about that. So be very specific. What exactly will the, will be the task or the responsibility that the VA will will need to handle. So be very specific. So we're going to start with the scope of work, deliverables, bullet points, and include there other, other tasks related to the job. A lot of virtual assistants might not like that because when you say other tasks, it's such a huge umbrella. But if you say other tasks related to the expertise or related to the job, it just makes it more clear. Okay, then we talk about the hours worked and payment. I think this is very important as well. So we talked about the deliverables, what we expect, and then what time frame, what what hours work, what is the VA supposed to do all of this work? So I put exactly, this is a remote position. Our working days and hours are Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm located in Nashville, Tennessee, so I put my, my time zone. And this is also very important. Include the time zone that you want your VA to work in. So if you're okay with your VA working in their own time zone, specify that in the contract. If you need somebody to work during your time zone, absolutely mention that in the contract so there's no confusion there. So in our contract, it says Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the hours that we worked. And then we say the position will be paid as follows. I put the hourly rate with the possibility to increase in 60 days if growth criteria are met. Why I'm saying that? Just because somebody has longevity in my company, just because someone stayed 60 days, but I don't see any kind of progress, for me, this is not justified why I should increase their salary. If the output hasn't changed, you know, if my investment is not yielding better results, I can't justify putting more money or increasing the salary. So to me, this is very important. I put that in the contract. So uh, this is the hourly rate with the possibility to increase if the growth criteria are met. If they are not met, then you're thinking, do I even need that person on my team? Everybody who is on my team, everybody has been promoted and everyone has been getting a bump in their salary. So, and they knew what to expect because they work hard to to get to that level. What else do I include here? We also say when and how we will compensate, when the compensation will take place. So I say the compensation is paid bi-weekly on the 15th and the last day of the month. And I also include all the closest working day in case these dates fall on a holiday or a weekend. You see how specific it is? I try to put as many details and give as much clarity to the VA because I don't want them to be messaging me or emailing me or in case I'm... Uh, it's a holiday and they didn't get their payment on the 15th. Usually if it's a holiday or if it's a weekend, then I pay on the 14th if the 15th falls on a Saturday or something like this. But again, just be very specific. I also mentioned here in the contract how the VA will get their payment. So the pay shall be credited directly to your bank savings account through the name of the platform we'll be using or a similar provider. 
right? Please allow three to four days for the funds to hit your bank account, even though we use the express route. So even though we use the express route and I want my VAs to be paid during the same day, I still put in the contract, please allow three to four days in case there's some holdup with the providers or in case there's some holdup with the bank. And again, I'm trying to minimize the interruptions from on my day when the VA comes to me and asks me, hey, I still haven't gotten my salary. They know that they can wait three to four days for it to clear out. It rarely happens, but it can happen. So just to protect yourself and the VA from situations like that. So another thing that we add here when it comes to the hours worked and payment, I mentioned who is going to be covering the fees associated with the payment. So whenever you use a platform, there are fees to be paid. In our company, we are the ones covering the fees. I wanna make sure that our virtual assistants get the hourly rate exactly as we agreed upon and nothing comes out of that. So they get the net of um, what we agreed on. So I'm the one covering the fees. They're usually not that high, but I also put in the contract, we will cover the fees as long as they're reasonable. Or otherwise, we will be looking for other platforms. And But in that case, we will let the VA know. This Here's why we're doing that. Sometimes virtual assistants can come to you and say, I feel comfortable working on this platform. So you give it a try and then you pay the salary and then you notice what a big fee you were just charged. You know, you've been charged so much and you say, well, this doesn't work for me. Let me go to a different platform. But now the VA may not be happy with the platform because the exchange rate dollar to their currency would not work in their favor. So now the VA is not happy. So that's why we put it in the contract that as long as the fees are reasonable, our company will cover them. Otherwise, we will be looking at other opportunities, but we will let you know. I will work with the VA just to make sure that they're happy with the exchange rates and the terms of the new platform. And they also make sure that I don't break the bank is just covering the fees. So we put that in the agreement as well. And we can have a session with the VA when we talk about if there are any unclarities and we can go point by point what we mean uh, in, in the agreement. What else do we include here? Okay, this is also very important when it comes to payment. This is huge. We put here, the VA will be paid only for the hours worked and approved by the manager. Sometimes, and that's why I highly encourage you to have a software program, something like Hubstaff or TimeDoc or something where you can keep track of the VA's hours. Because sometimes we have seen this and I have seen this and it happened to me when people submit the hours worked and the output just doesn't match the amount of hours that they submitted. There's clearly disconnect. There's a discrepancy there. So I look into Hubstaff. I look into the time tracking devices and softwares, and I notice hours and hours of idle work or 0% worked during those hours, no screenshots. Clearly, this is a red flag. I talk to the VA and they say, oh, I forgot to turn the timer off. Well, no, when you're not working, please turn the timer off. But then it also justifies why you, you, look, you haven't worked for two or three hours. I can't pay you for those hours. You understand what I'm saying, right? So it's put it in the contract that you will only be paying the VA for the hours that you approve and be fair to the virtual assistant as well. If they have done the work, uh, maybe sometimes you're asking the result that is taking a little bit longer or maybe your expectation is not realistic. But if they have put in the work and you ha don't have any reasons to doubt their integrity, please pay them on time and approve the hours that they submitted for you. But it's very important to put that in the contract as well, this clause. 
Okay, and then we put the company offers raises and additional bonuses to those who meet and even exceed the criteria. So then we talk in the contract, we talk about additional benefits. In the template that you can download, you can actually see the benefits that we use as a company. We talk about pay time off, sick days, Christmas bonuses, birthday bonuses. We even have a 13th month salary, which my VAs love it so much. But there's also in the contract, it says what they need to do to qualify for this bonus. For, for the 13th month salary, they have to be with my company for 12 months. They have to meet all the criteria, all this up to our standards. Again, just because their longevity doesn't necessarily mean bonuses or benefits or even increase in pay. You are with the company, we have to meet the expectations. But then another question would be, if they're not meeting your expectations, why do they even stay with you for 12 months or, or more? Right. So I'm assuming that everyone who stayed with me for 12 months, then they are here for a reason. They, I need them. They are an, an important addition to my company and I will be paying the 13th month salary. And my team absolutely loves this, um, this benefit. They're Every December is like a another holiday. They get an additional salary. Think about this. That, that's huge. If you don't feel comfortable with that, you can modify this, take it out of the template that is attached here. And then we have the next two sections are the company's commitment and the VA's commitment. What do you bring to this relationship? I'll tell you one important thing. Good virtual assistants have options and they're not always looking for the higher pay. There, there are companies that would be fighting to get the best virtual assistant. So how do you stand out? What do you bring to the table besides the hourly pay? Virtual assistants, they want a good salary. They also want a, to work with a company where they feel they can grow. And they want to work with a company where they feel like they can take a day off without stressing that they will lose their job. Uh, so what are you bringing to the table? What benefits are you bringing to the table that will increase this loyalty and, and this dedication between and the relationship between you and the VA. But in the company's commitment, you also add what you bring to the table here. So besides the benefits, besides the hourly rate, how will you help this relationship? You provide timely information and clarity on how to execute a task. You commit to make the payment on time or within 24 business hours after the payday. Again, things can happen, some delays, but this is your commitment. You offer prompt feedback. You give constructive criticism. You ad address concerns uh, promptly. You are available for meetings or for immediate communication and so on. So what do you bring to the table? And then the next side is what does the virtual assistant bring to the table? Besides the deliverables, besides what they will bring skill-wise, what else can they do for you? Something like they will deliver high quality service. They will meet the project deadlines. They will ensure effective communication. They will foster a positive team environment. So no drama, right? No, we don't tolerate drama in our company at all. We have zero tolerance for drama. So even if someone is skilled and an amazing superstar, but if they're causing turmoil in the company, they need to go. So again, this is the commitment that the VA will respect the team, respect you as their manager and foster a healthy team environment. Protect the company's data, confidential informa information, intellectual property, and so on. Propose ideas and solutions how you can strengthen the company and a lot more. So this is the commitment that comes from the virtual assistant. From here on, what else we added to the contract is we have conflict of interest, non-compete, non-disclosure. And again, even though legally it's not very binding, but it's still 
when you put that on a contract, the VA sees that you're legitimate and you care about this. You care about protecting your data. You care about protecting your image, your intellectual property. So you expect from the right person to respect this decision too. So what is confidentiality? What is inter- uh, proprietary information? We put a lot of work. So you already have it here in this template. You can download it change it, modify it if necessary, but you don't have to think about, you don't have to use your brain power to put together a template because we're giving this to you. Just use it. It's absolutely free. I have not seen a another free template anywhere when I try to do some research, so you can go ahead and use it. Okay, and the last part about the contract is going to be the termination of agreement. How will you let the person know that their services are no longer needed? In our case, we like to give the VA a warning. So it, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone that they're being let go. So we give them a warning if this is a performance-related issue. If this is an integrity-related issue, we have zero tolerance for any integrity breach and the person is being let go immediately without any warning. So all of this information we put in the contract, we put in the agreement. We also added, and then of course you sign, you date. We also added two annexes. One of them is the moonlighting policy, which means, I don't know how you feel about moonlighting, but for us in our company, we don't want our virtual assistants to be working for someone else. We want to make sure we provide them a, a healthy environment, a good salary for them to be happy, so they don't have to struggle. I don't want them to struggle. I want them to be happy with what they're getting. But in return, I want to make sure that they have their full capacity um, dedicated to what we're trying to build together as a team. So we're against moonlighting. We want the VAs to be loyal and dedicated and grow with us and and committed to the company. Another annex we have is the work absence. We know life happens. Situations can emerge. I mean, It's life, right? It happens. But if possible, coordinate these absences in advance with the team. Let us know so we don't have any surprises when it comes to work. In my company, I'm totally okay with people taking some days off if they need to recharge or if they have something important going on in their life. But before they do so, they always make sure they coordinate with someone else in their team Someone, someone else to take care of their tasks and responsibilities. And honestly, we've been doing this for years and we have never had any issues. So people can take time off while at the same time knowing that their work is being taken care of so they don't have to spend their vacation or their time off thinking about work. They have other things to deal with and we respect that. So it's a very, it's a mutually respectful collaboration and relationship that I have with my virtual assistants. And it all starts with the first step, which is the agreement, laying down the foundation, clarifying any unknown questions or anything that's not clear, just sit together, go through these bullet points and discuss them in detail and allow your VA to ask you good questions. They might have good questions, but they're afraid to ask you because they're afraid of losing their job. Let them know, hey, if you have any questions, please ask me because I want to make sure we're on the same page. I need you just as much as you need me. This is a symbiotic relationship, so let's make it work together. And I promise you, when you treat your virtual assistants very well, they treat you very well. So that's why I like to have a contract. I hope you found a lot of good, useful information here. Thank you for tuning in. And if you have any questions, get in touch with us. Let me know. I would love to make sure I bring a lot of value to you and your company. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time.